This is The Wealth Puzzle with Michael Mansfield from The Lynn Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Michael provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is The Wealth Puzzle with Michael Mansfield. Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in. This is The Wealth Puzzle with Mike Mansfield. I'm your host and we've got another host here as always, Tony Shore. Tony, the show is never good without you. Thanks for always joining us. Welcome, wow. welcome, welcome. Wow, that's quite an intro. Thanks for saying that. And uh, likewise, obviously I'm just along for the ride here to have some fun. Uh, you know, I love the sound of my own voice. I love the sound of your voice and I always manage to learn something. I'm still well, trying good. to come up with a nickname for you though, for the show, like um, Manny, like, uh, Mikey Manny or, you know, something that I know irritated you as a child. Hmm. Oh, well call me toast field. That's what I was called in high school football. Cause I always got toasted downfield <laughs> toast field. Yeah. That is not good. <laughs> well, you said pick something. Yeah, I don't know why they called me, me Schmanny. They called me Schmanny. They called me Schmoo or Schmanny. I don't know why. That's funny. Yeah. Well, hey, let's get to chitty chatting. Oh, I, I thought we were just. I thought about. the show was no. all about nicknames today. We no, actually have a down to business financial man. topic. Look, I'm. We're busy today. What's our topic? I don't know. I was going to talk about some. Fun economic-y kind of things that might impact individual retirements. Oh, yeah. Some thoughts like that. Hey, good news, Tony, by the way. There's in good case news? you were wondering, I, I have so much free time because, you know, I've got nothing to do. What? That I'm actually, I've actually tackled my third book. Oh, wow. So wow. Working on a book. Working on a book. So, everybody, if you've read my other two books, there's a third book to put you to sleep if uh, the first two didn't. Are you going to give us the title yet? I'm working on the title till, but but so far in my mind, it's something along the lines of common sense retirement, a common sense retirement, something like that, where let's use a little bit of common sense in what we're doing, people, instead of just making these moronic decisions that I constantly see. And so that's what the book's really about is I'm talking about some of these obvious um, issues that people have and easy ways to fix them and adjust them because let's be fair we're all we're all humans we're all emotional and we all get wired and the and the biggest flaw that i see when you get into retirement planning tony is habit and so what happens is you have a you know let's say a 60 year old come in who has 40 or 50 years of habits and those habits have taught them that hey you go out the front door every day you work your caboose off, you get your paycheck, you save some of it, you throw it in the stock market, you let it grow, and you repeat. And if you do that for a really long time, mysteriously, you end up with a few bucks in your pocket and possibly you have the makings of a retirement. So that's kind of like step one is we just have this huge embedded foundation of what we think and understand about money. And retirement is fundamentally different than that. All of a sudden, instead of going out the front door, you don't have to anymore. Instead of saving money, you're supposed to spend your money. Instead of being in the stock market, you have to understand where the stock market might fit in different components of your retirement plan instead of all of it, like in your 401k. So there's, there's just so many flaws that I see that go back to bad habit, not bad habit, but rather just 
old school habits from your accumulation phase right. that you try to carry into your distribution phase. It doesn't work well. Yeah, we all get caught in that trend and that cycle of, hey, I need to take my income and turn it into a savings for later in life. And yeah. when you hit that, uh, when you leave your working years and head into retirement, it's completely the opposite. You have to do a total 180, 180 and take the savings and turn it back into income. And that's that's trickier. Well, it's funny. I mean, even Susie Orman talks about this stuff on her PBS special where she's kind of dancing around the stage. And what she talks about <laughs> is, hey, when you're saving your money, you save every month, right? And you take a lot of risk, your, your dollar cost averaging. And in a weird way, you hope the stock market goes down because when the stock market goes down and you're saving money, guess what? It's like going to the garage sale. You get to buy stuff on the cheap, man. And so every time the market goes down, you buy more and more shares of something. And then over time, it boom goes up. But then she says, but hey, buyer beware. You get into the habit of doing this. And then when you retire, you can do almost the polar opposite. And that is reverse dollar cost averaging, which means now if you keep your money in the stock market and you start pulling your monthly income or whatever you need out of it, what if the market goes down and you're pulling money out of that account, Tony? You do irreparable damage, man. You hammer that account. You destroy it. And so all those attitudes that you had while growing your money, they don't exist anymore when you've retired. But the problem is, is a lot of people feel like those attitudes should still exist. And that's you know a hard thing that we have to deal with here is re-educating retirees on how to properly understand risk. Look, I like the stock market. Everybody needs an element of the stock market. Sure, we all need but some I can growth. Sure as heck, well, <laughs> exactly. But I can tell you, it doesn't. The, the, the stock market doesn't exist in the same account where we pull our income from. The stock market's designed that red money, that risk money, that's for long-term growth. That's for hedging against inflation, hedging against taxes, the what if I accidentally live too long bucket of money. So there's things to be rethought. So anyways, uh, instead of being all fired up on our, on our show here, I'll just put some words to paper and try to make it sound nicer. Well, yeah. And the book's going to be great, obviously. And, um, you know, when you say common sense, I'm sure you'll spell sense C E N T S. Oh, this is why I pay you so much it's for the think tank. Oh, holy guacamole. Common and, sense. And the C in sense will be the little, have the little lines. That, oh, I love yeah, it. I that's can visualize what, that's it. That's what you're, that's what you're headed for, I think. But, uh, you know, this, your point about the reverse uh, that even someone like Susie Orman is saying, Hey, wait a minute. Um, who's always encouraging investing in the market. I think, you know, I really believe that, uh, there's a time and a place for everything, but that's why you need a trusted financial professional. That's why you need asset allocation because you don't want to put all your eggs in one basket. And you certainly don't want all that risk when you're in retirement and needing to take the money out. Because yeah. like you said, if you're taken out and the market's on the way down or down and you're pulling that's out, a that's a huge problem. If you're putting in, if you're buying at that time, that's awesome. Look, timing is everything. You know, I met someone actually, I uh, maybe I've mentioned this before, but it was just such a memorable person this year that had come in the beginning of the year. And what happened in the fourth quarter of 2018, the market crashed, it, you know, it was down the better part of 20%. And January 1st, without thinking about it, they went in and they didn't need the money, but they went in and they pulled their required and minimum distribution, the whole thing out. 
And then the market went up, you know, the first half of 2019. I thought, what ill timing. The market had just pulled back significantly. You pull this distribution that you had all of 2019 to pull out and think about, but you just did it because you didn't really think about it too much. And then the market recovered. You know, you did some damage in that account you never recover from. So the timing matters. The The cash flow matters. You got to be very conscious of this stuff, Tony, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You have to pay attention. Now, uh, why don't you let our listeners know how they could set up a, a time to come in, a complimentary oh, yeah. consultation, a strategy session, get that second opinion on where they're at, uh, especially as they near retirement or are in retirement. Right. And you can get a copy of my current books. My last one I wrote, How Your Financial Planner Failed You, which is a really good template to proper retirement income planning. But hey, give me a call. If you're listening to this podcast and you don't have a proper retirement plan, you need a second opinion, you have an advisor, but you haven't put all this to paper, you don't understand your taxes, your income, your legacy planning, you don't understand what buckets of money you own, you need to call me. This is what I do all day long. My focus is retirement income planning for retirees. Call me, 805-500-7035, 805-500-7035. Certainly visit my main website, thelindgroup.com. Lind is L-Y-N-D, but just reach out to us and we'd be more than happy to give you a complimentary consultation and start spitballing your retirement for you. Hey, that sounds great. And now let's move on to the economy, Michael. I mean, I hear we hear such conflicting things. I'm hearing indicators that the economy is doing better All and it's over. beating expectations. Oh. It's doing right. great. I, I've heard that. And I've also heard, oh, terrible. You know, we're headed for a disaster in 2020. So, well, and that's that's kind of the irony of, of what happens is like the headlines act like it's all over, but then all the underlying economics, for the most part, are very reasonable. I mean, you look at you know the unemployment rate, you look at the jobs numbers, you look at uh, wage growth year over year, especially on the lower end of wages. All of these things are very positive. Um, I just saw an article that said you know five states you know back east just hit all time in the history of the country, all-time lows with their unemployment. You know, this thing just keeps getting a little stronger, a little stronger. And so what happens when you have a strong labor market? I'll tell you what, Tony, people go to Costco yep. and they buy themselves some stuff. Yeah, they do. And so all of a sudden our GDP is stronger than expected because people are out spending money because they feel good about it. And, you know, 70% of our economy is consumer spending. If someone has a job and they go buy some Taco Bell and they go to Costco and get a thousand rolls of toilet paper, all of a sudden it all makes sense again. You've got third quarter earnings that have recently started. You know, Out of the first week, 80% of the companies with earnings were better than expected. Well, Tony, that can't be right because the headline a week before earnings said it's going to be terrible. I slapped the table. <laughs> I, that was dramatic. I heard that. That was you know, very dramatic. Oh, it's going to be terrible. We're in a negative earnings recession. Yeah. So how is it all of a sudden the first round of earnings are all better than expected. I thought it I thought it was all bad. It's so terrible. You know, the the reality is the economy in the United States is relatively strong. It's relatively stable. You get into global stuff, things are more interesting. You know, for example, the International Monetary Fund. You ever heard of that? The IMF. Oh, what yeah. is that from, Tony? What's the IMF from? The Inter International Monetary Fund? Forget that. IMF. Isn't that what um isn't that what they're called in, in uh, Mission Impossible? Oh, yeah. They're, they're part of it's the IMF? Something, it's something like that. 
Uh, I don't know. Am I wrong? I don't know. It's really resonating right now in my head. Ethan Hunt. Well, you're right. Ethan Hunt. I'm not sure. I I don't know (laughs) that it's the IMF, but what is the International Monetary Fund? You always hear that referenced. What's that? It's the International Monetary Fund. So these are the international folks that really regulate, forecast, keep track of all the growth and regulation and banking numbers and all this fun jazz, very similar to like the European Central Bank. But in any case, what they do is they do track in its world. They call it the World Economic Outlook Report. It sounds very fancy. Everything's fancy here. They track uh, the Chinese economy. Last year, now kind of put it in context, China has been declining with their growth for like 30 years. Now, what's funny about that is I read something that said we've only been tracking China's growth for 30 years. So I'm not, not sure what that means. But in the big scheme of things, Last year, everyone got all upset because China only grew at 6.6% GDP last year. Now, remember, put that in perspective. We pray for 2% GDP here. So they grow, you know, 350% more and they're bummed. This year, it looks like it's forecasted now to be down a little bit, 6.1% for the third quarter here. But next year, the IMF, not not from Mission Impossible, everybody, just in case you're yeah, confused. Yeah, and it is, by the way, um, the IMF. It's the Impossible Mission Force. So it is the same. So, our, oh, I feel just, you know, geez, Louise. Don't you feel validated? It's like the Mueller report came out, and I just, you know, vindication. <laughs> vindicated, that's the that. word. You're vind- you've been vindicated. <laughs> All right, so. Whew. Anyways. Um, they, they've looked at next year and their estimates, their forecast for next year is actually 5.8%. So China has been steadily declining. Obviously, you know, my strong opinion is this certainly lends to the idea of, um, making a deal with the United States. You know, they need to restructure their economy. They need to get some deals. They need to lighten some tariffs and some things like that to get things bolstering. But let's be fair. Everybody's critical of China's slowing growth down to 6%. It's still phenomenal. And you just can't have these massive economies of scale, Tony, that are growing at 10 and 8% consistently. It just doesn't happen. doesn't mean you can't have a big year, but there's got to be something a little more normal. And so I think the 6% is a very healthy-ish number. But they're getting hammered right now. Slow growth, declining growth. Uh, they have massive debt issues. You know, their GDP to their debt ratio versus actually it's backwards. Debt to GDP is 300%. It's crazy. So, you know, to me, it seems like they need to make a deal with the president because honestly, trying to make a deal with the next president, I think might be more challenging. Yeah, it might. And so we really have to look at where we are headed. And so you you never know. That's the problem in the, the economic outlook uh, right now we're doing well, but right. the outlook for next year, you know, some people are showing concerns. And of course, there's like you say, the talking heads on TV are always going to tell you the sky is falling. So you have to take that with a grain of salt. But the right. economy really can affect our retirement, especially if your money is all tied up in the economy. Right. Well, and that's why you need to work with a financial professional that follows this stuff, tracks this stuff, and has a good understanding of it. For example, the core of my clients have all been in U.S. equities this year uh, with a heavy slant towards value. Well, you know, go do your, your Googling. You're going to find out that's the best place really on the planet to be hanging out. And, you know, once things start to shape up internationally and in emerging markets and these other places, 
then we'll look for the opportunity there. For example, we had a lot of our clients' money in emerging markets in 2017. Well, go Google that. That was a phenomenal place to be in 2017. It's a horrific place to be now. And so you got to make sure that you have that basic concept of sector rotation. You're waiting in the asset classes that make sense to you. But hey, give me a call, man. 805-500-7035. This is what we do. This is the advice we can give you. We can make sure that you're taken care of. But hey, how about some fun news? All fun right. news for the day, Tony. All right. You ready for some fun yes, stuff? Yes, let's go. So Social Security just announced the cost of living adjustment for 2020 cola. January. An icy cola. cold cola. The, the Coca-Cola of Social Security. Any idea what it is? Um, It is two point something, maybe? It's a whopping 1.6%. Oh, 1.6, below 2%, huh? You know, it's interesting. I was reading some statistics on this. I mean, for last year it was 2.8, yeah. so it's a lot lower than that, but there's lower inflation. Over the last decade, it's averaged 1.4%. However, since the beginning of Social Security, it's averaged closer to 2.2%. So the last decade has been a lot lower, but we've also had a great recession and a significant amount of low inflationary periods. So 1.6 is coming, everybody. So here, they, they have this little spreadsheet. Let's see how it works. If your paycheck is 2,000, I'll start the first one. If your paycheck is 1,479 bucks, good news, Tony. You're going to be at 1,503. What'd you get? You got a $24 increase. Woohoo! Yes. 24 yeah. bucks. That's like, that's like two sushi rolls <laughs> a month you can buy, right? If you, get, if you go to happy hour and there's not a lot for a tip. Right, right. You know, so maybe there's like a day old sushi place you could go oh, to. Oh, no. But, yeah. <laughs> Let's see, Medicare premiums. Those are going up right now. Medicare Part B is at 135.50. Well, hot diggity dog, everybody. You'll be happy to know it's going up to 144.30. That will, yes, in fact, be deducted from your social security check. So, you made 25 bucks, but you just lost nine-ish. Yeah. Excuse me. I apologize. Yeah, nine. And so now we're down to one day old sushi roll. Yikes. Well, come on. They're nothing. <laughs> that's true. It's See, that's, that's the problem is we, we're not a grateful society. <laughs> you know, you should be happy. Uh, not well, it would be one thing if they, if they call it a cost true of American adjustment, but it really doesn't keep up with inflation. Well, but they're talking about changing that. That's a great point, Tony. But they're talking about changing it from the CBI, uh, the CPI they follow, which I think is the urban index. They want to switch it to the elder index, which will track things like healthcare expenses and stuff like that, which means the cost of living adjustments, the COLAs will be higher on average. That's if we get the Social Security 2100 Act passed. What is that? Well, it's a new law, but... Congress is kind of busy with something else right now, so I'm not sure if they're going to pull up. Did I say the urban index? Yeah, I said yeah. urban, right? Yeah. Okay, that's what it is. Yeah. I was just reconfirming. Yeah. No, yeah. The the government yeah. is moving at a snail's pace right now. Well, yeah, they got they got some other stuff keeping them entertained. But the theory is, is this law will pass. It'll make Social Security more tax favorable. It'll make the COLAs higher. It will give everyone a little bump in their income of sorts. So there might be some positives there for society. 
Um, but you know, all in all, at least social security tooted up. Remember in the last decade, there's been three years where there was no cost of living adjustment. So be grateful what the big giant government printing machine gives you. Wow. Yeah. That's the, that's the bottom line. Uh, be wary. Well, and yeah. of course, as it applies to our retirement, really watch out where your assets are allocated and maybe get a second opinion see where they they could be to weather any yeah. coming storms and make sure you're prepared yeah. for retirement, right? Well, and to be fair, everyone should be really happy with what they get from Social Security. Well, sure. Because if anybody actually point. pulled up their Social Security statement and saw how much they truly paid into it over their lifetime, they would be oddly disappointed. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, I saw someone the other day that came in that's getting this average of $1,400 a month, and they paid in $26,000 in their lifetime. Now, tell me how the math works on that, that you get a $1,400 a month check for the rest of your life for giving someone 70 or, you know, less than 30 grand over, you know, 60 Yeah, they're going to come out way ahead, obviously. I would yeah. say so. But, you know, once again, it's um, society's perception of headlines versus numbers. Yeah. Yeah. Good so, point. Hey, I've been too rude, too cynical, too negative here for this show today. I apologize to everybody. I do love what I do. I love the financial planning. I love the numbers. I love the math. I love organizing this stuff. Everybody has a puzzle, hence why the show is called The Wealth yeah. Puzzle. Give me a call, and I will help organize your puzzle so that it is efficient. You don't overpay in taxes. You don't take risk in your accounts in the wrong place. You can make sure that those millennials that belong to you will have something when you're gone. Give me a call. 805-500-7035. That's 805-500-7035. I am all fired up, Tony. So we should probably end here before I get too carried away. Yep. We should probably wrap it up. Uh, one more time, the web address and the phone number again. Absolutely. So reach out to our main website, the lindgroup.com. Lind is L Y N D the Lind Group, and then certainly give us a call, 805-500-7035. And so we will be back the same time, same place next week. Thank you for listening to The Wealth Puzzle. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Michael Mansfield at The Lind Group. Call 805-500-7035 or visit them online at thelindgroup.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by the Lynn Group Advisors LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of California. Insurance products and services are offered through the Lynn Group LLC. The Lynn Group LLC and the Lynn Group Advisors LLC are not affiliated companies. Lynn Group LLC the Lynn Group Advisors LLC and Michael Mansfield are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency.